0: You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person, too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash truecrime.
1: Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Hunter, forensic pathologist from Autopsy, Reels Channel's medical mystery series on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to download the Podcast One app and subscribe, then go to reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com to find more programs like this one on Reels Channel.
2: John Belushi died today at 33 years old. John Belushi was a comedy genius. John was one of those guys when you get him in front of a crowd, you just die laughing. The gross-out characters he created in Animal House and The Blues Brothers were iconic. John was brilliant, blew everyone away. People would knock down doors to see
0: Belushi. He loved to make people feel happy.
2: But on March 5th, 1982, John Belushi was found dead. Belushi died in a bungalow
3: at the Chateau Marmont Hotel in Hollywood.
1: John Belushi had a reputation for excess, but was his legendary appetite for the rock and roll lifestyle any more than just a myth?
2: Dr. Michael Hunter is a world-renowned forensic pathologist. He's performed over 4,000 autopsies to investigate and reveal the cause of death. Today, he's the chief medical examiner in one of America's biggest cities.
1: I have here the autopsy report for John Belushi. From the information contained in these pages, I can build a picture of his final days, hours, and minutes. I'll then be able to determine exactly the cause of death of this young and talented entertainer.
2: Monday, February 22, 1982. John Belushi has been holed up at Chateau Marmont in Hollywood for six weeks, riding with his buddy Don Novello. After a meteoric rise to stardom, 33-year-old Belushi is at a crossroads. His last movie hit, The Blues Brothers, was two years ago, and since then, he has made just two films, both box office flops. Paramount Studios have agreed to give him one last roll of the dice. And he's negotiated a deal which gives him complete control of the rewrite of a movie he's calling Noble Rot. At last, the script is finished, weeks behind schedule, ready for Paramount execs to read. Confident he finally has a hit movie in his sights, John Belushi flies home to New York to celebrate with his wife. He has 12 days left to live.
1: The first thing I noticed about John Belushi is that he is very heavy. He weighs 222 pounds. He's 5'8". That gives him a BMI of 33.4, easily placing him in the beast category. Born January
2: 24, 1949, John Belushi was raised in Wheaton, A small town, 30 miles west of Chicago. He was the all-star student, popular, captain of the football team, homecoming king, and star of every school production. It was here that he met his future wife, Judith Jacqueline. Belushi's comedic talent was spotted early, and at just 23, he was the standout performer at Chicago's Second City Company. An untrained actor. He relied on instinct.
4: Look at this. Fish.
1: Eugenie Ross Lemming, Chicago Second City Truth.
4: John was kind of like a bull in a china shop. He was exuberant, maybe a little raw, and had a little reputation of being bold and out there. In
2: 1975, when NBC began a new Saturday night entertainment show, Belushi was summoned to New York to audition. Sir, okay, left, up, up, down. Captured on this screen test, John's self-deprecating skits and knack for authentic impersonations were an instant hit with the producers.
1: I want to thank him for inviting me to the meeting. Uh, yeah.
2: Adored by the public and critics alike, he quickly became an indispensable part of the lineup of Saturday Night Live.
1: Mike Walker Journalist.
2: john belushi on saturday night live
3: was just a revelation he was suddenly impinging on the entire american consciousness Blair brown actress
0: john was key to saturday night live he had that corner on what was stupid and what was crass and what was brutish and stuff like that but in in a person who was actually much smarter than that he wasn't just a big dopey fat guy
1: I've noticed in the report that there's a scar on the left knee. It's in a location that tells me he's had a surgery on the cartilage of that knee. In
2: 1977, while performing a sketch at a college campus, Belushi took a fall and suffered an agonizing injury. He needed an emergency operation to repair torn cartilage in his knee. But after a few weeks
1: of rest, the knee healed. My first impression of John's body is that there's nothing here that I can identify which clues me in on why he died. But I have 24 pages to sift through.
2: So how did the once athletic young actor come to die at just 33, his
1: body swollen way beyond its normal size? When I look at the report... He doesn't have glandular abnormalities associated with either the adrenal gland, the thyroid gland, or the pituitary. So his obesity is not because he has an abnormality associated with his glands. It might be because of his excessive lifestyle. John had a huge appetite. The way he
3: physically ate food was larger than life. He would stuff himself. He could not eat enough food.
1: Dr. Linda Papadopoulos, psychologist.
5: One of the themes that we see in John's life is this binging. People that binge eat use it as a mechanism to cope with difficult feelings, to soothe, to comfort themselves. And this certainly would have applied to John.
1: His obesity is a stressor on his heart. It causes the heart to have to work harder to push blood around the body, resulting in hypertension that can lead to sudden cardiac arrest and death. But I think it's unlikely, given his age and the fact he's only 222 pounds, that that's going to be the sole reason for his death. But his obesity carries other hidden risks. The investigative findings show that there's Actifed located at the scene. It's a powerful decongestant. And I don't know exactly why he's using that, but he may have a sinus problem.
2: John's personal trainer told police that Belushi was a constant snorer. So it's possible he was using ActiFed to control his snoring.
1: But it could be a symptom of something much more deadly. In the report, I see that while he's sleeping, he would gasp for breath. John is obese. He has a history of snoring and gasping at night. He's taking a nasal decongestant. All of those things may suggest that he has sleep apnea. (coughs) Sleep apnea is periods of time during sleep in which an individual doesn't take a breath. Sleep apnea can be very dangerous. It puts tremendous stress on the heart. Uh, That stress can cause abnormalities and can lead to sudden cardiac arrests.
2: During sleep, the tissues and muscles in the throat relax and narrow. The more overweight you are, the softer these tissues get and the airway can snap shut completely. Eventually, the buildup of carbon dioxide in the bloodstream triggers an unconscious response, and the person wakes up with a loud gasp for breath. The more frequent the episodes, the higher the risk of triggering heart failure. John was in grave danger of cardiac arrest without anybody realizing it.
1: But sleep apnea is a long-term threat And given his young age, I think we really need to look elsewhere for a cause of death.
2: John's death does not appear to be linked to his obesity. But there are other signs of an excessive lifestyle that could have destroyed his health. Wednesday, February 24th, 10 days before his death. John goes out in New York with his wife, Judy, and Dan Aykroyd. John and Dan have been solid friends for over seven years since first working together on Saturday Night Live. Cheeseburger! (laughs) Their pairing in the Olympia restaurant sketch became world famous. Belushi's witty portrayal of a complacent restaurant manager married perfectly with Aykroyd as the simple and vacant cook.
1: Cheeseburger!
2: Among many things the friends shared was a love of bars. So much so, they bought one together in New York Soho. They called it the Blues Bar,
3: their own place where they could hang out, talk, have friends, create things, put our feet up,
1: and have a drink. The report shows that John Belushi has alcohol in his bile, but it's interesting that he doesn't have alcohol either in his blood or in his urine. Through the report, we know that John used alcohol the day that he died, so what that tells me is that he's metabolized all of that alcohol.
0: (laughs) John had an extraordinary appetite for having a very, very sociable self. You look at the blues bar, you think, well, that was a way for someone who is very, very social to have a place to go every night, doesn't have to go to 15 places. He can stay there and 15 places will come to him. But again, I mean, that's problematic if you're wanting to live a sober life. That's fairly unlikely that that's going to work out.
1: The next thing I noticed in the autopsy report is that John Blueshi has lung disease. The report states that the lungs are soft and crepitant, and the alveoli contain large quantities of trapped air, and that's a classic description for someone with emphysema, the disease associated with smoking. He became more and more of a chain smoker. Uh, You know, he'd have two lit at the same time. But it wasn't just tobacco that John was smoking. When you look at the investigative report, there's also a green leafy substance on the scene that was later identified as marijuana.
2: The active ingredient in marijuana, THC, mimics the body's own natural chemicals, cannabinoids. It stimulates the reward centers of the brain, which control sex and eating.
1: Although John abused both tobacco and marijuana, there's no evidence at the autopsy that suggests either of those played a role in his death. I need to have a better understanding about what other drugs are in his system, because everything I've seen so far tells me that John has a reckless streak both as a performer and in his life. John's Achilles' heel. John couldn't say no.
2: The death of comedian John Belushi was confirmed late yesterday. John Belushi's lifeless body was discovered in Chateau Marmont in March of 1982. He was just 33 years old. Top medical examiner Dr. Michael Hunter Is analyzing Belushi's autopsy report to understand what was happening in John's body to cause
1: his untimely death. John's autopsy report gives me a snapshot of his final moments, and I'm looking for clues for his cause of death. So we know that John abuses alcohol, he abuses marijuana, and he smokes. And it brings up the question does he self medicate for a purpose?
4: John, for all his bravado and exuberance, Fears failure in
0: a weird way he was a, a combination of uh of sort of ugh, blinding confidence and then no confidence at all
5: one of the things that we know about a lot of performers is there's a sense of an emotional insecurity of not feeling perhaps good enough This is very evident when you look at uh, John Belushi's history. He comes to life with a positive feedback. He needs it. He craves it.
2: Friday, February 26th, 1982. One week before his death. Having enjoyed seven years of stardom, John's career has stalled. He's hoping that Noble Rot, a film script he's co-written, will put him back on track. Noble Rot
3: in John's mind was his big piece de resistance. He thought it was going to be the greatest thing that
2: ever happened. But to John's amazement, his manager has called from London to tell him that Paramount Studios thinks the Noble Rot script is substandard and not good enough to be produced.
3: He was devastated when the studios did not jump on it.
2: Instead, they want John to abandon Noble Rot for one of their own projects. Dan Aykroyd would
3: tell him over and over again, stop pushing, you know, everything can't work right away. You'd have had a lot of success, roll with it. But John did not care. He was going to fight to the death, if need be, for Noble Rock.
2: Belushi told the studio boss he would return to Los Angeles after the weekend to hammer out an agreement. With two days to kill... John decides
1: he needs to take his mind off his troubles. When I look at the report, I see that there was white residue discovered, a very small amount, but they were able to identify that positively for cocaine.
4: He had all this energy and he didn't know what to do with it, and drugs played a part in, I think, keeping him diverted.
5: When we reach adulthood, most of us have established our ways of coping with strengths. I think in John Belushi's case, it was about going to a substance, going to drugs.
2: Cocaine is a stimulant that causes excessive amounts of the neurotransmitter dopamine to build up in the brain. It's the flood of dopamine into the reward centers of the brain that causes cocaine's characteristic sense of euphoria.
1: When it comes to drugs of abuse, uh, certainly cocaine would be near the top of the most unpredictable, dangerous drugs that are out there. The fact that there's cocaine on scene changes how I look at this and throws a whole new light on the investigation.
2: Saturday, February 27th, 1982. The day after John's movie project, Noble Rot, was rejected by the studio. He wakes up coughing blood. (coughs)
1: Coughing up blood is called hemoptysis, and that's a telltale sign of someone who's abusing cocaine.
2: Cocaine is normally inhaled or
1: snorted through the nose. When someone inhales cocaine through the nose, cocaine is absorbed through very small blood vessels in the nasal passages and distributed throughout the body. But the nose is not designed for this chemical assault. Snorting cocaine can injure the nasal linings, and that can cause rupture of those blood vessels and hemorrhage.
2: John Belushi began taking cocaine while working on his breakthrough hit, Saturday Night Live. The show was new territory for the cast and the producers, combining topical material, tight deadlines, and edgy performances. Cocaine was the fuel of choice. They
3: were constantly writing, constantly honing, perfecting, and everybody was taking drugs because the drugs were what kept you going. Hmm. Okay, let's go. And Belushi embraced it like no one embraced it.
5: I think John felt that with the cocaine, he was the best version of himself. It makes me more able to be this big, loud character that people expect from me.
4: I think in those days, everyone felt immortal and felt they could do drugs. You know, it it was the currency of the times.
3: Taking drugs on Saturday Night Live was like, uh, hey, could we get some coffee over here?
1: What I'm asking myself at this point is, did cocaine directly result in his death? And in this report, I think I can come to a conclusion. The toxicology tells me that he has a low concentration of cocaine in his blood. It tells me he's used cocaine recently.
2: Cocaine concentration in the blood peaks about 30 minutes after being snorted. After a couple of hours, it's mostly gone.
1: He also has a high concentration of a metabolite in his urine from cocaine, and that high level suggests that he's been using cocaine significantly over the last several days.
2: It's clear Belushi is battling a serious cocaine habit.
5: Some people are more vulnerable to addiction. When you begin to see yourself as someone who's a better version of themselves with this substance, then that dependency ceases being something that's physiological and becomes a mental, a cognitive dependency. And that's always much more difficult to get rid of.
2: But in 1979, Belushi decided he would try to kick the habit. His movie Animal House tops the chart. And the Blues Brothers Band, fronted by Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, is booked into theaters across the country for their first and long-awaited tour. John's determined not to throw away the opportunity.
3: Even John knew, hey, I take a lot of drugs. I shouldn't be taking drugs because I got work to do.
2: John told the band that everyone, including himself, had to stay clean on tour.
3: When John Belushi went on the the Blues Brothers tours and he was really trying to uh, get his act together,
2: Against the odds, John found the willpower to give up drugs completely. And the Blues Brothers tour was a sellout success.
5: The fact that, given everything that's going on, he still manages to stay clean is a real testament to the strength of this man um, and, and his genuine desire to, to succeed in, in being drug free.
2: Belushi was on a roll and stayed clean for his next movie, Continental Divide. Playing the lead in this tender romantic comedy would be a radical departure for John, who was desperate to be taken seriously as an actor. What's that? Goulash, my
0: grandmother's recipe.
2: Before shooting, his classically trained co-star Blair Brown was prepared for the worst.
0: Before I met John, I knew lots about him, and I was wary. John's reputation as an actor didn't really exist, so I wasn't sure, is this guy going to be able to do this? this is really delicious my compliments to your grandmother
2: she died 20 years ago i said it was the goulash john even hired a personal trainer to mold him into the image of a hollywood romantic lead
3: bill wallace personal trainer
2: my job was to train him my job was to keep him in shape john weighed at that time about 245 pounds and we worked out every day he lost 45 pounds and looked absolutely phenomenal
0: he was loving it and he was sober and I remember thinking, he's going to be able to be a great actor.
2: But the new, slimline, low key John Belushi failed to chime with his audience. And Continental Divide opened to mixed reviews.
3: The biggest thing that I can remember about Continental Divide was it doing so badly. Everybody saying, oh, this thing is a turkey, it stinks. And somebody said, you know what? Not enough drugs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> who knows why it failed? It just did.
2: I liked it. But I wasn't concerned about losing any fans. I mean, I might lose a few people who do angel dust and stuff like that. That crowd might be gone.
0: <laughs> I know that the reception of Continental Divide was... Um, the fact that people didn't want to see him doing that was really hurtful and depressing.
5: He's confronted with his limitations as an actor, and that can't be easy. And what do you do when things aren't easy? Well, you turn to the thing that helps you cope, in this case, drugs.
2: John's autopsy report reveals the full extent of the damage caused by his cocaine habit.
1: The autopsy report shows that he has an enlarged heart. It's 460 grams, which is about 30% larger than it should be. The heart of an elite athlete would weigh about the same as John's, but
2: for very different reasons. Now, that is likely the secondary result
1: of its chronic cocaine use.
2: Cocaine stimulates the heart to beat faster while simultaneously constricting the capillaries. Blood pressure increases
1: and blood flow to the heart is reduced. Chronic cocaine use can put stress on the heart by increasing the amount of work the heart has to do to pump blood and causing it to be enlarged. It can also directly injure the heart resulting in a cardiomyopathy, which can cause sudden cardiac death.
4: So
2: was it cocaine that killed John?
4: Once you start dabbling with the intoxication of living on the edge, there's always a chance that you can fall off. The preliminary investigation of John Belushi's death reportedly points to an accidental overdose of cocaine
2: comedy icon john belushi was found dead in his bedroom at chateau marmont in hollywood now world-renowned medical examiner dr michael hunter is scrutinizing john's autopsy to understand what was happening in his body during his
1: final hours i'm examining his autopsy report to come to a definitive conclusion of what killed john belushi
2: sunday february 28th 1982 John Belushi arrives back in Hollywood from New York and checks into Bungalow 3 at Chateau Marmont. He's here to try to salvage his make-or-break movie project, Noble Rot. The studio thinks the script is terrible and don't want to make it. He's scheduled to meet Michael Eisner, the boss of Paramount Studios, first thing in the morning. But right now, his priority is to buy cocaine...
1: What I'm asking myself at this point is, did cocaine directly result in his death? Cocaine is unpredictable, and it's not necessarily dose-dependent, so any amount of cocaine in someone's system can cause cardiac arrest. People who use cocaine put themselves at risk for sudden death.
2: Monday, March 1st, 1982. After only a few hours of sleep, it's time for John to broker a deal to save his career. He'd had a
3: good career so far, but he needed a hit. He was at precisely the point where his whole career could implode.
2: Paramount boss Michael Eisner spells out his offer. If Belushi agrees to abandon his script for Noble Rot, the studio guarantee him a starring role in Joy of Sex a bawdy comedy in which Belushi would effectively repeat his role of Bluto from his breakout movie hit, Animal House. Don't you have any respect for yourself? John Bluto Blutarski was Belushi's character in National Lampoon's Frat House Rump. It was the worldwide comedy sensation of 1978. Belushi was given free reign to showcase his naturally gross sense of humor to create the film's anti-hero. And Bluto, a slovenly obnoxious glutton, became John's defining role. Ah, thanks.
3: I needed that. Bluto Blutowski was a blessing and a curse because Bluto was this big ah, bluto, you know. And it sometimes he
2: felt he interfered with people's understanding of his range. Joy of Sex would pitch a Bluto-like character in a series of puerile sexual adventures. Eisner wants Belushi to shift his commitment from noble rot to Joy of Sex. It's a face-saving deal for both of them. John can avoid embarrassment and Paramount get the movie that they want. John says he'll consider the offer. (laughs) Eisner thinks the deal is in the bag. Belushi has no intention of letting noble rot go. With his career hanging in the balance, he needs to gather his thoughts and come up with a plan.
5: What tends to happen with drug addiction is there's a belief that I'm a more capable person, I'm a more confident person, as long as I'm ingesting these substances.
2: Later that day, a woman called Kathy Smith arrives at Bungalow 3. In her purse, a selection of drugs.
3: Kathy Smith was a backup singer on Saturday Night Live. She used drugs all the time, and she made a little money selling drugs.
2: This is the beginning of a four-day drug binge that will culminate in Belushi's death.
1: The question that I've been asking myself is, is cocaine the reason why he's dead? Although I think you have to consider cocaine playing a role in death here, the scene suggests otherwise.
2: John was found lying under the bed sheets, curled up in a fetal position.
1: People who are on cocaine typically are hyperactive, but he's found in a sleeping position, like he's under the influence of something other than cocaine. So based on the scene investigation, I don't think you can conclude that cocaine killed him. So I think that there's another component to his death. What I see in this autopsy report, I think it's critical, is that John's blood was tested for Quaaludes.
2: Quaaludes were powerful sedatives that were oftentimes abused in the 70s and 80s. Methaqualone, the active ingredient, depresses the central nervous system. Blood pressure and pulse rate drop. Breathing slows, bringing about a state of deep relaxation.
1: The simple fact that this test was requested tells me that they considered seriously that Quaaludes may have played a role in his death. Five years earlier,
2: John's wife Judy becomes so worried about his health that in November 1976 she insists he goes for a physical exam where John lists all the drugs he routinely takes. As well as smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, he admits to using cocaine. He then tells the doctor he's addicted
1: to quaaludes. It doesn't surprise me that John's using quaaludes as sedative. It can counter the effect of cocaine and allow him to get some sleep.
5: What happens is a vicious cycle is set up where people not only have to have help getting to sleep, but then they have to have uppers to wake up. I think in John Belushi's case, it was that perfect storm. He had an addiction to cocaine and to quaaludes.
2: John's doctor doesn't seem concerned by his confession. He writes John a prescription for 30 quaaludes.
1: Not only are quaaludes highly addictive, but they can be very toxic, and you can easily overdose on this drug. So I need to consider the possibility that an overdose of quaaludes killed John Belushi. But Belushi's autopsy reveals something unexpected. The toxicology report here is positive for cocaine, but it's negative for Quaaludes.
2: So an overdose of Quaaludes couldn't have killed John. But the absence of Quaaludes in John's system raises another question.
1: If that's the case, why isn't it there? Is there another drug that he might be using to counter the effect of his cocaine? If I'm going to solve the mystery, I need to account for every moment leading up to John's death. John said to Kathy Smith
3: hey, could, could you do that for me sometime? And she said, sure.
2: John Belushi's death on March 5th, 1982 made headlines around the world. Now, medical examiner Dr. Michael Hunter is investigating what was happening in John Belushi's body during his final hours.
1: From the information contained in this autopsy report, I think I'm getting closer to the truth about his death.
2: Tuesday, March 2nd, 1982. Three days before he dies, Belushi invites studio boss Michael Eisner to meet him at his favorite drinking hall, On the Rocks, a seedy club in West Hollywood. Eisner is expecting to finalize Belushi's transfer from Noble Rot to joy of sex.
3: Eisner came along, and he brought along his wife.
2: But this is far from the cozy chat he might have expected. Belushi
3: was very wired, and he was drinking a lot.
5: From a psychological perspective, I wonder if he just feels, this is my last-ditch attempt to convince him into making this movie. So instead of this being a charm offensive, it turns into a power struggle. This is my turf, not your turf.
2: If Belushi thought he could intimidate Michael Eisner into making Noble Rot, he was wrong.
5: Eisner
3: realized it's time to go, and he went.
2: John has just three days to live. Thursday, March 4th, 1982, 10 a.m. John feels Noble Rot slipping through his fingers and has decided to get his manager, Bernie Brillstein, involved in negotiations. Eisner agrees to another meeting, this time at Bernie's office. Bernie Brillstein is a hardened Hollywood player. If anyone can convince the studio to stick with John's script, it's him. In a last desperate attempt to change the studio's mind, John reads a scene from Noble Rot. By now... John is one of the most
3: established comedians in the the world, and he's used to people going, Wow, John, that's so great, it's so cool, everything you say is wonderful.
2: But Eisner doesn't crack a smile.
3: He couldn't get any interest from even his own manager, Bernie Brillstein, and much less Michael Eisner.
2: The project that Belushi had staked his reputation on is dead. Paramount don't want noble rot, period. John can let them know his decision about joy of sex.
5: This was a big blow for John. Now, what is his tried and tested technique for kind of making himself get back up, feel better, feel more confident? It's drugs.
2: Back at Chateau Marmont, Belushi calls his drug contact, Kathy Smith.
5: He's at this point had to admit defeat, and that's going to put him in a very vulnerable, dangerous state of mind.
2: After a week-long battle to save his movie Noble Rot, John calls Paramount Studios and agrees to go along with their plan to make Joy of Sex. Noble Rot is no more. And Dr. Michael Hunter has uncovered the full extent of
1: the damage caused by the collapse of John's plans. Deep in the report, I see multiple needle injection wounds in the crook of the arm, and that's a game-changer. It tells me that he's using illicit drugs intravenously.
2: John had exposed himself to the riskiest activity in the drug subculture, orchestrated by his dealer, Kathy Smith. Kathy Smith administered a shot
3: to a friend of his, and he said to her, ''Hey, could, could you do that for me?'' And she said, sure.
2: Friday, March 5th, 1982, 6.30 a.m. John Belushi has been drinking and doing drugs for three days. But the party is almost over. He wants Smith to inject him again. After 20 years as a junkie, she thinks of herself as a skilled nurse.
1: The reason we see injection marks in the crook of the arm is you can have easy access to that location, and the veins are relatively superficial, so you can inject your drugs directly into those vessels. And that's what we see in John. Puncture wounds in both arms.
2: This is the final injection that Kathy Smith gives John. Belushi takes a shower and goes to bed. He complains of feeling cold. So Smith pulls a sheet over him. At 8:30 a.m., Kathy Smith orders breakfast. 9:30 a.m. Disturbed by a wheezing sound coming from John's bedroom, Smith wakes him to check he's okay. <coughs> 10:15 a.m. she checks again. Satisfied that John is sleeping soundly, Smith leaves Château Marmont and drives Belushi's car downtown. What happens next can never be known. At 12:30 p.m., John's personal trainer, Bill Wallace, lets himself in to deliver a typewriter. I drive to the Château Marmont. I open the door and I walk in. I say, John, time to get up. I look in the bedroom and I see John. And he's not moving. Belushi isn't breathing. And I shake him. Nothing. So I roll him over on his back. At
3: that point, I shout, oh
2: So I try to do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. No good. John's dead.
3: John Belushi died today at 33 years old. Belushi died in a bungalow at the Chateau Marmont Hotel in Hollywood.
4: A friend of mine called and said, did you hear about John? And I think I was um, kind of shell-shocked. You know, it was just deeply sad.
3: It was blinding, an incredible shock, because John Belushi seemed like an indestructible character. On the other hand, my very next thought was, well, you know what, I'm not surprised.
2: Medical examiner Michael Hunter's investigation has established that John was injecting drugs in the hours before his death.
1: But the mystery still remains. What substance killed John Belushi?
2: The autopsy report reveals that John Belushi was keeping a very dark secret. If you offered him something, he'd take it. He'd try it. Yesterday, in an Albanian Orthodox Requiem service, John Belushi was buried. He died Friday in Los Angeles. He was 33. John Belushi has died in suspicious circumstances. On the afternoon of his death, on Friday, March the 5th, The coroner examined Belushi's body at the hotel apartment in which he was found. It was a chaotic scene. Prescription drugs, wine bottles, food debris,
1: and a mucus stain on the pillow where John's face had been. The next thing I noticed in the toxicology report is that there's morphine present in John's blood. Morphine is a direct breakdown product of the drug heroin. This is the breakthrough that I've been looking for.
2: While the coroner was still at the scene, Kathy Smith, Belushi's drug supplier, arrived back at the hotel driving Belushi's car. She was immediately arrested. In her police interview, she handed over a spoon
1: and a syringe. The police report shows that there was a spoon with soot deposit. It tells me that someone is cooking illicit drugs, likely heroin.
2: During her interview, she admits to police that both she and Belushi had been injecting heroin. But did John take enough heroin to kill him?
1: The toxicology report showed that he had a morphine level of 2.1 milligrams per cent. This is a high level of morphine in his system, but the question is, is it enough to kill him? You have to interpret this level of morphine based on his history of heroin drug use. Does he have long-term history of the use of heroin that would increase his tolerance to this drug? Or is he a new user? I need to have a better picture of his heroin abuse. One clue I see in the autopsy report is the fact that he's had a previous knee surgery, something that I originally dismissed.
2: This routine procedure to repair torn cartilage after John injured his knee could have been the turning point that led to his death.
1: That might be evidence that he had chronic pain and was self-medicating over a long period of time with something like heroin.
2: Dr. Hunter's suspicions are well-founded. John later confessed to his wife, Judy, that he had resorted to using heroin for pain relief and had decided to keep it secret. People
3: didn't think heroin was cool. It isn't like, oh, just having some fun.
5: This is seen as a drug for people that have lost control, that are on the fringes of society.
2: Belushi told Judy that he had not liked using heroin and had stopped as soon as his knee healed. But he had not turned his back on the drug.
1: And there's a giveaway sign in the autopsy report. I've noticed in the report that there's something unusual in John's liver they describe hyperplasia of the portohepatic lymph node, or enlargement of the lymph nodes. And that may suggest that he has an infection. And that's consistent with the toxic effects of long-term intravenous heroin abuse.
2: The impurities from the heroin that he's been injecting have made his immune system react as if it were fighting an infection, causing the abnormal overgrowth of his lymph nodes. But John Belushi's drug abuse was far more serious than he had ever revealed.
1: The critical detail that I see in this autopsy report is the fact that not only does he have needle puncture wounds, but those wounds were actually tested. And they found both heroin and cocaine in those samples, telling me that he was using those drugs simultaneously. And this is the final piece of the puzzle. The combination of both heroin and cocaine used intravenously is a speedball.
2: The two drugs, cocaine and heroin, are mixed together in the same syringe and injected in a
1: single shot, a speedball. The reason why drug abusers do speedballs is that it can cause the rush and the euphoria of cocaine without having the sedative effects of heroin.
2: Kathy Smith
1: admitted to injecting John 20 times with speedballs. Of course, speedballs are extremely dangerous, and John is playing with fire. After examining
2: all the evidence in John Belushi's autopsy, Dr. Michael Hunter can finally put together the story of John's last moments.
1: At 6.30 a.m., Kathy Smith shoots up Belushi for the last time. When John injects those two drugs, cocaine and heroin, It affects the body in two different ways. Cocaine is going to affect John's heart. It's going to increase his heart rate. And heroin is going to affect his brain. It suppresses the function of respiration. Your breathing will slow down, but your heart continues to pump blood to the lungs. But the lungs aren't functioning properly to allow blood to circulate through that causes pulmonary edema, fluid building up the lungs, the mucus that we're seeing in the airway and within the nose. He has decreased oxygenation to the brain and it's the starvation of oxygen to John's brain that causes his death. All things considered, ultimately his death is gonna be because of his heroin use. In
4: 1986,
2: Kathy Smith was convicted of involuntary manslaughter and served 15 months in prison.
4: He went way too soon. I just felt that he was on the cusp of doing something great. He was
0: a real creative genius, and it's a shame we lost him. No way around that.
1: John Belushi diced with death that night, and he lost. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autopsy... Don't forget to subscribe at PodcastOne.com with the Podcast One app or at Apple Podcasts. Then go to Reels.com. That's R-E-E-L-Z.com for clips, extras, and more from the TV version of the series, including reenactments and autopsy photos you'll only see on Reels' channel. Find Reels on your TV at Reels.com. I'm Dr. Michael Hunter.